Hello again. This is Digging for Something, and I am JJ, your host. So TikTok. I have I have said a few times that uh, I'm a little bit of an old fogey, and uh, I'm not the biggest proponent of social media. Uh, I know social media has its benefits. But I really believe that uh, most of what goes on on social media is just kind of like reality TV, just mindless, um, just content, lacking depth, just lacking any value to society. And my daughter loves TikTok. I always have to hear about TikTok. Oh, I call her. Oh, I interrupted her TikTok and she watches these TikToks and it just, (sighs) with the current situation and COVID and uh, the lack of ability to actually get out and and experience what the world has to offer, uh, platforms like TikTok probably have gained, gained even more share of uh, user attention, or actually society attention. And once again, my daughter, she's a teenage girl, is no different. Uh, The frustrating thing is anybody who's a parent can relate. And listen, I was young once, so yes, I I know the, uh, the way the youth mind works. Everybody knows more than their parents. And you don't appreciate parents until you're an adult. Um, but just the garbage that is on there that I have to hear about and hear about like it's important or hear about like it's a releva- uh, revelation of something or uh, some conspiracy theory that, oh, it's all over TikTok or um, just people who who create these fictitious lives on TikTok and have these followers. And I'm not even going to touch the influencer part because anybody who's listened to uh, my podcast knows the uh, how I despise the term influencer. But our kids are, are influenced by this. And uh, it definitely is up to us to kind of, um, you know, bust these myths or uh, just bust some of the garbage they hear on there that they – they take as gospel, and uh, it's it, it's frustrating. And then um, you hear about the the TikTok people who are having these COVID parties or these um, parties in California that do not adhere to the COVID restrictions and just the lack of any remorse. And yeah, these are the these are the people, and I won't use an insulting term, even though I'd like to. But these are the people who are influencing our kids, and it just it's just so much garbage on there, and and it's a shame. And there's been news out there that uh, President Trump um, has been threatening to to ban 
TikTok because it is a a platform that's owned by a Chinese entity. And there's the conspiracy theories or um, the potential of just information getting in the wrong hands. Uh, he's pretty much demanded that it be sold to a U.S. company and uh, I believe Microsoft was in negotiations for it. Um, but honestly, I I wouldn't mind it being banned just because I don't, personally, I, I, I don't see it offering any value and I, I see the things that are picked up on it and it just, it's, it's, Influencing our kids in, in, I believe, a negative way. I don't think they get anything out of it. There's nothing educational on it. Um, I know a lot of YouTubers and things like that. It's the same thing. Um, but there are a lot of, like, I've seen YouTubers and especially ones who do, do experiments and things like that that are educational or uh, other, other, um, I guess, infor- informative uh, groups out there. Maybe either try to show they're, they're smarter than anybody else or just trying to uh, share knowledge, drop some knowledge, as I like to say. But uh, it's just not the thing on TikTok. It just, it's just a platform. Uh, that, And it's one thing if, if kids are using it just for themselves and, okay, let's create a TikTok video and put it out there for our friends and family to consume and laugh at. But and that's fine. It's uh, There's nothing wrong with that. But it's just the other... The other component of it, of uh, people on there who are just trying to get clicks and uh, get, I don't, I don't know if it's scrub subscribers or get their numbers up, followers and things like that. And of course, what happens is the more followers you have, uh, the, the more they try to be used as influencers and peddling crap and, and um, just peddling just a bunch of stuff to our kids to um, make them believe certain things. And uh, I'm sure it's not going to get banned and it's not going to go anywhere. It's me just venting, but, you know, if, if, if President Trump does ban it, uh, you know, get a week away from TikTok, uh, I don't think it'll hurt anybody. And uh, it'll be good. I'd rather hear complaining from my daughter that TikTok has been banned and she's not able to use it than actually hear about any of the garbage that she uh, she hears on there or watches on there or anything like that. So um, I guess we'll see what happens with that. So speaking of President Trump, um, one thing I would like to talk about is just not necessarily politics, just the hypocrisy in politics. And it's it is not isolated to one group of people or one party, um, one set of beliefs. It just hypocrisy completely uh, within politics. Uh, for, for example, Joe Biden, um, the the Democrat convention took place last week, and of course all the fanfare and the speeches and and. Uh, everybody backing him, and you would think that this was somebody who um, 
has had this huge bandwagon of people uh, supporting him for years. But let's be honest, Joe Biden, for all his his um, experiencing in politics and, and different levels of government, different committees, uh, he's had a lot of naysayers uh, and has faced a lot of criticism as recently as this year. Um, during the the uh, campaigning for the Democratic nominee, even his own current running mate, Kamala Harris, was hypercritical of him and and um, either in the media or uh, just pundits or those who tried to yield influence have have uh, definitely expressed their concerns with Joe Biden. Um, but then once he becomes a nominee, now he's uh, the next best thing since sliced bread. And it's almost like you have to just wipe out everything that was critic uh, that even his own party was critical of him. Um, Kamala Harris, uh, all the other leaders within the Democratic Party who've now jumped on the bandwagon. So that's just wipe this lake clean. Now this is our man. He's great. Joe's going to save us. He's the one who's going to get get rid of all the crap we're going through and and uh, make the world, this country and the world a better place. But it's all been said. The criticism's still there, uh, whether it's valid or not. It was thrown his way, and and this in no way is is just the Democrats. The Republicans are the exact same way. You take you take uh, four years ago, Donald Trump. He was the laughing stock of the Republican Party. All the 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 career politicians and those in the Republican committee, uh, national Compa- committee, and um, those who were very influential, they they laughed at Donald Trump. There was no way he was going to get the nomination. Uh, they ridiculed him. And, of course, he, he was combative with everybody. But then what happens? He gets the Republican uh, nomination, and everybody who's critical jumps back on like he's the best thing. And it always happens. Um now, a lot of Republicans have kind of dropped off uh, in their support of him just because, as I've said many times, he's his uh, own worst enemy. But four years ago, yeah, this was somebody who he was the 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 black sheep of the uh, of the campaign of the primaries. But yet, once he got it, that's uh. We have to support him, whether we agree with him, whether we like him or not, we have to support him. It doesn't matter if the candidates on the other side might be might be more qualified or a better person. Now, he also might have uh, benefited from running against Hillary Clinton. And at some point, the Clinton machine had to hit a wall. And let's be honest, she's not likable. It's not because she's a woman. It's just because she's not likable. Um, And her husband, who 
though there was a lot of fans of his, um, as the years have gone on, has faced a lot more scrutiny regarding uh, personal things that has taken place with him. Uh, so another candidate maybe would have defeated, but because Hillary Clinton, it was difficult for her to kind of get people on board with her. Um, you know, Donald Trump probably had an easier road to winning the election. But once again, anybody who is dedicated to the Republican Party and have been have dedicated their career to the pol- to politics and things like that, they didn't want anything to do with him. But they had to uh, because he was the Republican nominee. And this year is no different with, uh, well, the difference is it's on the Democratic side, but it's just, it's just pure hypocrisy. And it's, it's not like it's only those last two elections. It it happens everywhere. Um, And I think one of the problems is this shift in the last few decades to negative campaigning. And it's not... And right now I'm talking about uh, the, the way the primaries um, are decided. It's the negative com- campaigning within the party, which instead of ele- trying to elevate yourself, you're bringing down the opponent. So what happens is if um, six years, or I'm sorry, four years ago, you had a group of Democrats fighting for the nomination. So they're all tearing each other up. And the same thing with uh, Republicans. So then... There, all the infighting is okay. Let's let's tear this person down. Who who is my um, my biggest threat? Okay, we got to tear them up, tear them up, tear them up, tear them up, uh, because they're fighting to get the nomination. And then uh, and then what happens is only one person gets the nomination. And then okay, we got to unite the party. It's always oh we got to unite, we got to unite, we got to unite. Um, uh, just like a lot of the progressives. They, uh, of all the candidates, Joe Biden was probably last, um, and they they were not very complimentary towards him. Uh, but what happens? He's the nominee, so we got to support him, and we got to make him seem make, make it seem like he's the greatest person alive. Um, and it's just hypocrisy, and it's the way politics is, and. Um, it's not even just on the national level. It's even local and uh, state levels. It's the same thing. And that's not going to change. And, um, and and now because between with, uh, with race um, issues taking place, uh, you know, that and Donald Trump, he, uh, President Trump, he, I'm not going to say he's a natural contrarian, but he is somebody who will fight tooth and nail, whether it's worth a fight or not. Um, If he says something wrong, he can't just admit that he's wrong. He has to either dig in or double down. Um, So with with the uh, BLM movement that's taken place, that has added to, okay, we, we need Joe Biden to to clean this up because Donald Trump has divided this country. And 
we need a Democrat in place, the Democrats going to take care of it. But that's a load of crap. Just because somebody is Democrat, they're they're not going to come in and and get rid of racism that's taken place. It's not going to happen. In the last 30 years, 16 years of those have been a Democrat president. And of those 16 years, eight of them was Barack Obama, who was the first black president of this country. And who was his running mate? Who was his vice president? Joe Biden. Um, and I believe the the incidents that took place in Ferguson, Missouri, that happened during his his uh, his his time in office. So it's not like when Barack Obama was in office, racism disappeared and then it reappears on Donald Trump. No, it's always been there. <laughs> and I'm not talking about just white against black. I'm talking racism, discrimination, prejudice. It's all there. And it's all with all the different races, with all the different uh, nationalities, cultures, um, languages. There's always going to be an element of discrimination, racism. Um, that's not going away. It didn't go away during Obama. It, did, it didn't go away during uh, Donald Trump's um, years. And whether Donald Trump is reelected or Joe Biden is elected, it's still not going to go away. Uh, but this is what the is going to be the uh, a, a, a talking point in the campaign. But what's going to happen? Joe Biden could be there eight years at his age. I don't know if he's going to be there eight years, but and it's on paper. It's going to let's create programs, do this, do that. And no matter what, racism is going to be there. And not all Democrats are are for all races, and not all Republicans are racist. It's I've known Democrats who who are racist. I've known Democrats in office who are racist, uh, and I've known Republicans who socially were liberal. It's the two parties are not based off that one issue. And that's just, that's just the way it is. And, you know, it's just people using politics for their own benefit. And it's kind of, it's kind of like religion in a way where you, you have religion and all different religions, whether it's, it's a Bible or Quran or this book or that book. Um, it's a belief because nobody knows, nobody's been to heaven and nobody's been to hell and nobody knows about died and been in the afterlife or anything like that. It's a belief that this is what's going to, and a politics is the same thing. So when, when somebody's voting, it's, to, it's their belief that uh, Joe Biden is going to restore unity in this country or Donald Trump is going to restore this com this uh, economy. It's that belief. It's that hope. It doesn't mean it's going to happen, but that's just the um, the hope that it's going to happen. So you know, once again, if you don't have if you if you don't have a belief, 
know, sometimes you, what do you have? Um, but it's just, it's just so hypocritical. And uh, during Donald Trump's uh, convention, the Republican convention, is, even though a lot of people have kind of fallen off his bandwagon, there's still going to be plenty there who, uh, I mean, he's not a likable person at all. He's done some good things, but he's done some bad things. Uh, this country is not divided because of him. Um, it will never be unified for various reasons, just because it's a melting pot. Um, and everybody's using politics for their hip- hypocritical campaign, for their gain. Um, you know, just like the ACLU. Now, there's been a few police-involved shootings the uh, last week. Uh, one took place in Lafayette, Louisiana. Uh, apparently, there were police who were following a man who was seen with a knife, uh, used a stun gun, didn't um, didn't stop him, and before he was able to walk into a convenience store, they shot him. Of course, it's the jump and jump, jump the gun and okay, another police, uh, racially motive, motivated police shooting. Um, and it's, the, the problem is because of what happened in Minneapolis, which was so grossly obvious, the intent was there and somebody was murdered. A cop murdered an unarmed man. Um, was he a um, a citizen that followed all the laws and did nothing wrong? Probably not. He, he wasn't perfect. He didn't deserve to die. He didn't deserve to die the way he did. Um, the charge that was going to be brought against him was, uh, <laughs> was so small. I mean, it, it would be in and out of, uh, of booking after uh, after booking, be in and out. Um, but because of that, now every incident that happens, it's it's magnified. And I, I really do feel bad for our police because the gross majority of our police are good, good people. And, some, and also not every shooting. And let's be honest, it's not only black men who are getting shot or black women. White people get shot too. By the police, uh, Latin people, Jewish people. It's not just uh, a white cop and uh, a black man, a suspect or whatever. And the shooting in Lafayette, um, as soon as it happens, let's jump on it and uh, say, oh, uh, it's police shooting another uh, black man, killing another black man. And the ACLU, the American Civil Liberties Union, very liberal union and uh, organization. And one of the things they fight for are the rights of criminals. And they are big proponents of innocent till proven guilty. But what happens when this happens in Lafayette, Louisiana? Uh, The president of whatever chapter in that area comes out and says, this is another example of um, the police shooting a a black man. Um, aren't you the guy, the group who says innocent until proven guilty? They have to be proved guilt. 
So instead of waiting for all, you already want to jump the gun because this is the hypocrisy of politics. It's using it when it suits you, suits your goals. Um, and of course, there's always going to be lawyers who want to jump in and, and make a name for themselves. Um, now, the, the thing that happens is, and I'm not going to say I know all the details. I haven't seen videos or all the details. Uh, all I know is a stun gun didn't work and a man with a knife. Um, I don't know if he still had the knife or didn't have the knife at the time, but he was seen by witnesses with a knife. He went from one convenience store, he was going to another. Now, the stun gun did not work. The taser did not work. If he would have entered that convenience store and stabbed somebody to death, it would have been the other way around. How come the police didn't stop him? They let somebody die. So instead of the family of the suspect saying, oh, uh, crying and uh, da, da, it would have been a family of an innocent victim in that convenience store. Once again, I don't know if that was the case. But what my point is that if that were the case, everybody's already jumping the gun. And uh, the ACL, ACL, ACLU really jump, which they shouldn't because they're, they're the ones who always want all the truths to come out before judgment is laid. And they didn't. Um, there was another case in Wisconsin. Uh, a, a man was shot. He wasn't killed. Uh, once again, people jump on it and... The whole story, we won't really know until the investigation is done. And, of course, there'll be people who say it's going to be slanted or whatever. But uh, not all shootings are unwarranted. Um, sometimes criminals make decisions that pretty much put them, they make their bed. And what happened in Minneapolis was not the case. What happened in other situations was not the case. And the ones who did break the law, who did murder somebody, who did um, take somebody's life when they didn't need to, yeah, they should pay the price. But you can't lump all situations with that. And the police aren't in a bad position. Um, and, and it's tough because, yes, the defunding or, or disbanding, it's not going to happen. We need our police and we need, obviously, good police officers. Um, nobody's going to feel safe without police because just be, if, you, if you just ban a police department, criminals are not going to just go away. It's going to be open season. So, um, But it's how we can use or slant. And that's all part of the hypocrisy of politics. Um, now, at, at the end of the day, whether it be police community relations, whether it be racial issues, um, LGBT, LGBTQ, um, any kind of discrimination that takes place, the government is not going to change it. Um, our politicians are not going to change it. The ACLU is not going to change it. The NRA is not going to change it. Um, what other groups are out there? Um, 
BLM is not going to change it. Blue Blue Lives Matter, I guess both BLMs, is not going to change it. You know who's going to change it? We are. All of us. Doesn't matter what color you are. Doesn't matter where you're from, where your family's from, what language you speak. It will only get better by us. And we're all guilty of perpetuating some form of it, um, whether it's, and you just go back to high school. Most, if you go back to high school, and I went to a very, very mixed high school. It was, uh, it was double digit percentage of multiple groups. And what happens, you have the various cliques and you, most, I'd say 80% would stick with what they know, which were people who look like them, spoke like them. And so it's something that's always taken place. You, you, you gravitate to what you're comfortable with, what you know. Um, now, it's not discrimination. You're just being ignorant to something different. And it's not that a person is bad. It's just because you're going through your comfort zone. And uh, it's something that we all have to do better. And once we stop labeling everybody by color, by country of origin, of ancestry, um, by religion, then you 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 remove those those shackles that prevent us to being united. Uh, as long as we keep pigeonholing ourselves, it's not going to happen. The government's not going. It's up to us. We have to do it. We have to stop looking at somebody as black, as white, as brown, or as Latin, as Jewish. Stop. Now, obviously, if you're describing somebody, it's but I'm saying as who they are. They're a person. They're an American. You don't have to have a color associated with it. You don't have to have another country. I mean, I've been against hyphens all my life. Um, I will. I have my heritage as two different countries. I have Cuban and Italian. I don't consider myself Italian. I don't consider myself Cuban. Uh, I don't consider myself Latin. I'm an American. I was born in this country. I'm an American citizen, natural born. I can run for president. I'm an American. I am proud of my heritage. I will never say Cuban American. I will never say Italian American. No. That's just because I'm an American. So if I put myself with, with a hyphen, or some people just use a space, it's dividing because I'm separating myself from everybody else. And if I say I'm Cuban, Italian, American, I have a very small group that I can associate with that are like me. That's so I choose not to. I'm an American. I am proud of my heritage. But get rid of it. Get rid of the color. Black America, white America, you know, Latin American. Get rid of it. We'll never all be united if we if we keep separating ourselves and we do it we're the ones who do it you can blame the current president you can blame previous presidents you can blame anybody you want 
But once again, it starts with us. If we don't identify our, all of us as one unit, we never will be. And that's just my take. And once again, it's my opinion. If you don't like it, hey, disagree. It's on you. Um, we all have rights to our opinions, and we can always debate it. Now, speaking of politics and our president, more boycott crap we, we, we have here. And I have expressed many times my disdain for these calls of boycotts. So last week, President Trump decides to call for a boycott of Goodyear Tire. Goodyear is, I mean, everybody associates tires with Goodyear. It's, it's, even though most people don't have Goodyear on their cars, everybody kind of understands, knows what Goodyear is. So our president, Donald Trump, Decides he wants to call a boycott on them because they they were supporting BLM, but not MAGA, which is Make America Gray Again, or Blue Lives Matter. And because of that, um, let's boycott them because they did not allow people to support them. And like most calls to boycott... It is usually with uninformed information, uh, things that they hear on the surface, and really just being against a person's opinion or their right to choose something that's not illegal or anything like that. And that's how most boycotts are. And it's just somebody who doesn't like something, and that's boycott. This is another instance. Um, he he got some information and looked at the surface. Okay, let's boycott because they're against us. They're against our cops. When the information they got was was not actually a corporate memo. That it had nothing to do with that. It was some regional or local um, Goodyear store stores, and it. You know, things get out real quick, and then especially with social media, and that's somebody reads it, somebody reads a tweet, and okay, that's boycott. And just like all other boycotts, uh, just like with Goya, because the the president of Goya said something good about Donald Trump, um, you, you have other people who want to boycott Goya. It didn't matter because he was there uh, to... Um, support an initiative for those in, I guess, his community, Latin communities, to improve things for the Latin American people. Once again, I don't like hyphens, but as part of this, um, this segment or this story, kind of have to add that to it. Uh, didn't matter that he's the Goya has given food for many different causes. Um, who's taken part with. Uh, other initiatives during the Obama administration, but because he said kind words about Donald Trump, you had people calling for a boycott, politicians, um, those currently serving, calling for a boycott. And 
I called it out then, and when they AOC took part in that, and I'm calling out Donald Trump for this one. Stop. Just stop with the calls for a boycott. It It's usually ill-informed um, calls that take place. It's usually something that's inconsequential, and that you want to impact lives, especially politicians. Um, politicians, your job, your job is to, is to serve this country, the people of this country, which means you want to you want to keep people employed. Uh, calling for a boycott, you don't want to risk jobs, do you? You don't want to risk economies, companies going down because you don't like something. Get over it. Get over yourself. Celebrities, same thing. Uh, who are you anyway? I, I hate celebrities. I don't care what side of the fence they are. I don't. They mean their their opinions mean nothing to me. Just because they support somebody, who cares? They're they're no more knowledgeable than I am. They're no more intelligent than I am. And it's the 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 boycotts are ridiculous. And um, I remember a boycott because somebody gave money to. Some fundraiser for Donald Trump. Let's boycott this company. And what happened? It was uh, some exercise equipment that was owned by a company owned by Stephen Ross, who owned the Miami Dolphins. Let's boycott this. It it doesn't matter that currently the only team in the NFL with a black general manager and a black coach are the Miami Dolphins, which are owned by Stephen Ross. But because of he wanted to give, oh, let's boycott this this. Uh, this company that he owns. It just stop, stop, stop. Your the world doesn't revolve around you. It it does not. If somebody has a different opinion, has different beliefs, and if it's not illegal, not immoral, respect it. Respect difference of opinion and this is you know once again we go back to hypocrisy Donald Trump um, when those who call for a Goya boycott he he called it ridiculous and um, called them out but then what being a hypocrite and we all have some semblance of hypocrisy within us. And it's not just, but if you are one of our elected officials, you you need to throw that aside. And to boycott just because you don't like something, it just, it's not right. You're not serving this country. You're not serving the people in this country who put you in office. You're just not doing it. And and I'm sure there's going to be more, more boycotts if, Donald Trump gets reelected, there'll probably be a bunch more boycotts. And um, if some liberal organizations um, kind of endorse other candidates and uh, and throw shade at Donald Trump, he'll, he'll probably go after them and boycott and, and call for boycotts. It's just enough with the boycotts already. It just doesn't serve a purpose. It's clickbait. Um, 
And at the end of the day, it just somebody's own ignorance. Um, we we're not China, and the thing about it, what what doesn't make sense to me is we want to censor people's opinions if they're different from ours. Um, yet want to be free to do whatever we want. So it's, it's like talking out of both sides of your mouth. It's like, if you want to, if you want to be a communist nation where the government tells you how you should think and act like in China or Korea or Russia uh, or, or other communist countries, Cuba, Venezuela. I mean, that's what, that's where a lot of this comes from. It's you want to censor people's opinions. And that's what communist countries do. But yet you want to support those two who, who go out and, and protest the things that you believe in. Once again, what is that? Hypocrisy. Yes, hypocrisy for political gain. Yeah, not going anywhere. It'll just frustrate me, and I'll probably talk about it during another podcast. And um, some might disagree with me, some might agree with me, but no matter what, you have to agree with at least some parts of what I say. Politics is hypocrite. I mean, might as well call it just hypocrites, <laughs> not not politicians, but uh, those other people we vote in office um, at all levels. It's not going to change. Uh, four years from now, you're going to have either whoever wins this election, if it's Joe Biden, if he's running for re-election, or and then you'll have a new set of Republican candidates. They're all going to fight amongst themselves. They're going to talk bad about them. And then once somebody gets a nomination, oh, this is our guy. This is our woman. This is the person who's going to lead us. This is the one we've wanted all along. So that's not going to change. And uh, I'll whine and complain about it uh, four years from now again. Uh, hey, that's what I have this podcast for. That was a good event. So. I will continue venting because I enjoy it. And um, it's my platform. I'll do what I want. But I try to keep things neutral most of the time. But uh, we all have our opinions. And I definitely will share mine. Um, Although I will be happy to engage in a healthy debate with anybody with differing views. And if somebody does have a difference of opinion, um, view things differently than I do, I have no problem agreeing to disagree and respect that person. And I can, I can be friends with somebody I don't agree with. I, I have had plenty of friends who politically think differently than I do um, or come from a different background. Or just disagree on things. That's fine. I'm good with that. Um, being human or you know, being in a society, our, our differences is what makes us great. Because we're not robots. So 
differences allow for checks and balances. Um, not, not everything the Republican nominee will be agreed by all, and not everything the Democratic nominee will be agreed by all. It's just finding who you agree more with. <laughs> that's uh, that's how the votes go. So, with that, I will end this podcast. And if you have any comments or topics you'd like uh, for me to discuss, please feel feel free to send me an email. It's digging for something, digging the number four something at ala.com. Or if uh, you you use the Anchor app, uh, you can always send me a voice message. Um, and I'll be able to listen to it, um, whether it's good, bad, or just want to say hi. Um, but yeah, you, you're, uh, you have the ability to send me a voice message through the Anchor app. And with that, I thank you for listening to this episode of Digging for Something. I am JJ, and I will see you when I see you.